This is Donald Parham. You're listening to Chargers Unleashed, part of the LA Football Network. Stay jiggy. And this is Chris the second, Chargers outside linebacker. And make sure you check out Chargers Unleashed. Shout out to Chargers Unleashed, Sebastian Joseph. They know the vibes. We outside. Are you checking in with Mike Williams from the LA Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed. You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger Bolt Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and Athletic Greens. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, week 18 is finally upon us. <sighs> We already know that the Chargers are bound for the playoffs. Still a few questions to be answered. Um, But everything has just been a very surreal, very interesting type of week, not just from the standpoint of heading into week 18, because obviously Dan and I were on the show uh, early Monday afternoon talking about the Chargers coming off their victory uh, against the Los Angeles Rams. And then a few hours later, everything changed, obviously. Everybody knows at this point what took place with the DeMar Hamlin situation in the Bills-Cincinnati-Bengals uh, game. Um, and thankfully today, the great news that we've been waiting to hear for the last three days as far as the progressive recovery from DeMar Hamlin in the hospital. Um, you know, Obviously, there's still ways to go, but the neurological functions sound to be fully intact. His movement of his extremities is back intact. From what I heard, Dan, the latest was that he was still on oxygen, but it was progressing in the right direction. So absolutely fantastic after what we witnessed on Monday Night Football. After that incident, you see this type of progress. Um, You know, continued prayers uh, for DeMar Hamlin, his family, and his teammates in that type of situation. Yeah, that that was scary. I think that um, kind of put a lot of stuff in perspective, I think, for a lot of people, myself included. You know, you see so often these games take for granted. I mean, even when folks get injured, you know, within an hour or two, they're usually either stable or they're recovering or whatever it is. And for, I think, the unknown to happen like that, um, it kind of brings a humanity into it again. And so NFL games took a backseat this week because of what DeMar was going through. And now seeing the outpour of support that he and his family have gotten the toy drive, I think is up to like past seven plus million, which is incredible to see. Can't wait to see when he, his face, when he, I would love to see his face when he sees that. Um, it's just been a tough week. I think it's been a tough week for sports. I think it's been a tough week for obviously those two teams and for all teams. Um, but you heard from Damar, I believe it was today or his father who had said that he would like the team to move forward. Like an, it was, if it was up to him, they would play on Sunday and kind of move on. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but I think that's what the team heard. I think that's what they got some solace in. And so it looks like they're preparing, and as we all will, prepare for Sunday uh, to include NFL football games. So it was a wild it was a wild week, and um, I think it kind of shook the core for good reason. Um, so as you said, thoughts and prayers have gone out all week to them, his family, the teams, the staff, the organization, everything. So, um, yeah, I, it, I think both of us were kind of at a loss for words for a while. I remember I called you on the way home for the gym, and I was like, did you see what just happened? I couldn't leave the gym. It was just, 
I think it caused everybody to kind of stop moving for a bit. Yeah. Well, now as DeMar Hamlin continues to progress in his health, the NFL obviously has their hands full with trying to figure out how does the playoff seating between the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and the Cincinnati Bengals play out. But the Chargers have their own playoff scenarios that they obviously need to focus on. Could this game on Sunday against the Denver Broncos be something that the Chargers actually need to play their starters for? Will it be that meaningful? Or will the Chargers find out by 1 p.m. this Sunday that Justin Herbert can take a break? Who knows? A lot of things have been in flux over this week in terms of what could possibly play out as the Chargers pursue to lock up the fifth seed heading into the playoffs. So we'll discuss the matchup with the Chargers and the Broncos. We'll discuss all of those different scenarios that affect the Chargers. And we'll discuss all of it with you as we kind of go through this week 18 before the Chargers head to the playoffs, which like, imagine the euphoria we said at the beginning of the season. <laughs> and Jake, week 18. I'm surprised you haven't made a shirt yet. Ooh, I was wait, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Would you wear you it first? Me for it. I, I, I'd, I'd make it. It's your slogan. You no, use I it know. all season. I know, but I would like to see the pessimists have to wear it. I think that'd be the fun part. What? Okay. <laughs> tell, you, tell you what you could do, Dan. You want to come up, you know, maybe next week when we get into the playoffs, you can come up with a bet line wager that you think that you believe that you could sucker me into that I'll take. Then you will be responsible for making the shirt and tell you what, the pessimist will wear it. Fair enough. Fair, fair. Cool. And sidebar, I don't know if you're this smart, but very clever the way that you put bet and believe in the same sentence. Great segue, Jake. Let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. <laughs> Now, I have my moments, Dan. <laughs> I tell my wife all the time, I get five genius cards a year. Problem is, I blow through them in about three months, so then I can't use them all th- for the remaining nine months of the year. How many do I get? How many do I get with you here? Well, are, the five, are the five genius cards just with her, or is that like in life? No, no, no. That was just with her. Oh, so, how many do I get for you? We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> anyways. Well, we burned one. We burned one. We know that. Much. Maybe we burned one. Yeah, maybe we burned one. But anyways, want to remind everybody about our friends over at Bet Online. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit, and make sure to use that promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts so jake i do want to share one of our sponsors rock solid sports memorabilia uh jay rock huge friend of the show um one of the very very great sponsors we have helps us with a lot of the giveaways that we do they are actually doing jake a justin herbert signing you're one and only justin herbert's going to be signing a exclusive with rock solid sports memorabilia and you have your opportunity to get anything signed. It could be a mini helmet, it could be a full helmet, it could be jerseys, it could be posters, whatever you want. Um, in order to get involved, you can either DM us on Twitter. We can give you guys the details, uh, but essentially you would need to mail in whatever product you would like Justin Herbert to sign no later than January 14th for the signing to occur. And then they will mail it back to you. Uh, you can basically do, a, like I said before, anything, any flat up to 16 by 20. Minis, bobbleheads, I believe are 219. And flats over 16 by 20 are 249. Custom helmets, everything else, there's some different upcharges. But uh, we'll be posting the flyer on Twitter and Instagram so you guys can have a look at it. But 
Justin Herbert is going to be doing a signing. Get your Justin Herbert signed memorabilia exclusive from Chargers Unleashed and also from Rock Solid Sports memorabilia. You'll see more news there soon. Jake. So if you're a betting man, do you think that this game between the Chargers and the Broncos is going to matter? It depends. I mean, the way that things are looking for looking like right now in Baltimore is that Lamar Jackson will not be playing this finale of this season, which lines up very good for the Cincinnati Bengals. And the biggest thing here, Dan, is that I, I think that I believe it was Dan Graziano that was talking about this on Get Up. Either I think it was maybe this morning that he was talking about it. That was a key thing to note that up until what was it? I think was it. Tuesday, I think, is when they made the adjustments to the time of that game. That game was basically TBD. Nobody knew really what time that that was going to start. And for the fact that they moved it up into the 10 a.m. Pacific slot, slot, that kind of gives you an indication on what they feel as far as just the designation of the Bengals, essentially through all of this playoff seating mess, that they will basically win the AFC North. Um, and that is why they shifted that uh, game into that time frame. And so for, now, and for, and for folks who don't know, who haven't caught on, Chargers can clinch the five seed without playing a football game on Sunday if the Bengals and Ravens game ends in a Bengals, Bengals win. win. Correct. So Correct. if Bengals beat them, which is in the earlier time slot, Chargers can find out before kickoff, and then they can decide what to do. Yes. So... A lot of moving parts. You'll know who the Chargers' opponent is after Saturday night when the Titans play the Bang, or excuse me, the Titans play the Jaguars for the AFC South Division. So you will know who potentially the Chargers will be facing after that game if so, they get the five seed. If they get the five seed, correct. And then Sunday will come and determine it. So it's you may know your opponent, and then you may know if you have to even play your starters come Sunday. So it may look like a JV game that you would watch at your local high school, or this game may have a lot of meaning behind it, depending on what happens earlier on in the day. So I have a question for you, Jake. And I saw this, I forget what show I saw this on, but it was an interesting discussion um, about what's more important, health or seeding. And so let's say, for example, that the Bengals lose, however that happens. Let's say they lose. And the Chargers can either have a sixth seed and let's say you and I play, or they could go for the fifth seed and let everyone out there and risk an injury or two or whatever. You know, who knows? What's more important to you? Putting everybody out there to try to get that five seed or saying, screw it. I don't care who we play. I do care, but I don't care as much as our guys just being healthy and out there. I mean, you asked me on paper. Because that because that because that would be interesting on how because I, I even with Baltimore winning that would basically secure Baltimore into the fifth spot they would I don't think that they would flux into the three spot I think that that's already locked Correct. up by the Bengals uh, if you tell me on paper who would I like to play either the winner or of Tennessee Jacksonville or have to go on the road to Cincinnati <laughs> and in I'll, reality I'm, it could be and in reality it could be Cincy Buffalo or Kansas City at this point we have no idea. Right, uh, just depending on what happens with that playoff scenario. But if any of those three teams or the option to play Jacksonville, Tennessee winner, I will take that one because there's no question marks with the fifth seed on who you will be playing. It will be the fourth seed. So 
yeah, I understand that whole risk factor question in terms of health goes, but in that type of scenario, hell yeah, I'll battle to get that. Okay, so you'd so you'd battle to get that five seed at the risk of losing a premier talent and play a better a player. Yeah, I don't know. When 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 seating's on the line, yes, I agree. Though you can't play scared, you can't play scared. You got to go out there. Okay, but other scenario, Ravens lose. Then there's a question of like, do you rest everyone? Should everyone be out there for a bit? Should there be any playing time? Should we see any of the starters? Like, what's what's kind of your if it if you were Staley, what would you do? I would treat it the same way that I would treat it as a play as a preseason game. Maybe you give oh. Herbert and the first string offense just a couple series, and then you get him out of the game. Um, I I do believe in those type of scenarios where you rest your starters, and then if you're especially if you're playing, you know especially for teams who got the bye week and then you come back and then all of a sudden you're just flat because you had two weeks of rest. I'm a firm believer in that, that that can definitely affect the game. So I don't want the Chargers who, again, from an offensive standpoint that I have talked about at nauseum as far as the inconsistencies goes with this offense, I don't want them to go into the playoffs just kind of with a mini, yes, cold, with essentially a mini bye week for their starters. I would like to get them some reps at least. So not playing a full four quarters, you play them a couple series in that first quarter and get them out of there, I would be okay with that. Would you be okay with doing that if the Ravens won? If the Ravens won, no, then you got to go for it. You have to you have to go a full four quarters. I just and know I, I just I just hope the Ravens lose because I just don't want to have to be sitting there and just wait until the very last I play. get it. I just, get it. Uh, I get it. Okay. But Again, a lot of question marks in the air as far as what type of game we're going to see. So let's let's break it down hypothetically. Let's go on. You know, you're talking about a Denver Broncos team that has had its ups and down roller coasters of the last two weeks, essentially two and a half weeks ago, firing Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. A lot of other coordinators in flux. They're basically when you do it at this point of the year. You know, you kind of light a fire under the team and the rest of the coaches to basically say, okay, your job's on the line right now. Other than the qu- the quarter of a billion-dollar quarterback that they had paid in that organization, Oof. you know, you, you kind of get some people motivated. And last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos played them tough for the second time that they have in, I think it's about a month. They played them pretty close in proximity over the last month and a half. But... Russell Wilson had one of his better games that he has had this season, even with two interceptions, still looked like the flashes of the Russell Wilson of old. So you go back to the first matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Chargers, which especially from an offensive standpoint was one of the most ugly displays from both teams. And the Chargers come away with a narrow victory in that one. You know, you would hope to see some improvements, especially what you have seen from this defense over the last four weeks, and hopefully with a little bit of the resurgence and balance with this run game to complement Justin Herbert in the passing game. Um, again, Denver's defense is legit. Do not make two mistakes about it. One of the better defenses in the league. But this is a very different Denver Bronco teams in terms of health than what the Chargers saw from them earlier in the season. So it's almost like the shoe's on the other foot because the Denver the Chargers were really the banged-up team earlier on in the season. 
yeah it's it's, it's really interesting it's really interesting looking at kind of like the the i guess the, the yearly stats if you will like the you mentioned the Broncos defense is no joke. Like they're ranked seventh, they're a top ten defense. So they've been that way all year. I'd argue they're top five defense. Um, Chargers defense though, nineteenth, middle of the road. Like uh, surprise, considering where we were at, like week ten. Um, they're passing not great, nineteenth, rushing twenty second. Chargers on the other hand, fourth best passing team, thirtieth in rushing, and ninth in total offense. With the Broncos being twenty fourth in offense. So the Broncos have struggled on offense, but like you mentioned, as of late, they're kind of starting to come on. It's it's a smorgasbord of injuries uh, over there in Denver because you put Marlon Mack on injury <clears throat> reserve. Um, uh, you play Dalton Reisner, one of their offensive linemen on injury reserve. As of today, their other tackle, Calvin Anderson, did not practice. Um, who, who else? Kendall Hinton, their wide receiver, did not practice. Defensive tackle, DJ Jones, Jonathan Kongbo, uh, Eric Subert, Eric Tomlinson. All those guys did not practice, and you still have another handful that were still limited on this Thursday's practice. So they have, and Jerry Jones is, or Jerry, (laughs) Jerry Judy is included in that conversation as well. So yeah, you have, you have a handful of guys here from some of their really important players, especially on the offensive side of the ball that, could be limited for this game. I still think that they'll probably, when it comes crunch time, that they'll give it a go and they'll play. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, still divisional opponent. I think under the circumstances that the Denver Broncos have gone through from a coaching standpoint and whatever you want to say about Russell Wilson and the disappointing year that he has had in this season, the flashes were there last week. And I think the is is the desire for him to correct those mistakes there. I think they are, but you just definitely don't want it to be at the Chargers' expense. So yeah, wait till next so year. It really will be an interesting team as to say, well, which version of Russell Wilson is going to show up last week's against the Kansas City Chiefs or the version that we have seen all of the 2022 NFL season. In, in a perfect world, Jake, what I would like to see is this game not matter. And the only thing that I'm focusing on watching is Chargers rush defense. I can care less. They give up 500 yards passing. I know our passing defense is fine. I want to focus on rush defense and I want to to see our offense versus their defense. Like I I don't, I don't care how they do on like, I just want to see like, can the offense click? Maybe that's the first couple series. If so, sweet. I'm out. And can our defense stop the run? If so, sweet. I'm out. For the first for the first couple of series, I was going to say because if you're expecting yeah for the, the first couple of series, if this game doesn't matter and you're expecting the twos and the threes to stop the run, I think you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying for whatever the start, whatever the starters, if the starters are out there, that's really all I'm looking for. Okay, so let let's take it now. Let's flip let's let's flip it a little bit, Dan. So let's just say that this game does end up meaning something that you do have to play your starters in this game. Based off of what we have seen over these this past month, essentially, defensive resurgence has been huge as it relates to this Chargers four-game winning streak. Justin Herbert started to get back on track. No t- uh, no interceptions, no sacks taken last week against the Rams through two, inter- two touchdowns to Gerald Everett and Donald Parham in the end zone. Obviously, Austin Eckler 
was a machine at the running game last week. And there is this drive from Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi to make this more of a balanced offense. The run game for the Chargers has definitely been in question as they have been on this path for this playoff push that they are going into. So I know that they're dedicated to improving that aspect of their offense, but let's just call it what it is, Dan. Let's obviously first time that these two teams met very ugly performance offensively from both quarterbacks. So if this game ends up meaning something on Sunday, what are some things, whether it's key matchups, things of improvement that you'd like to see, tell me what you would be 50,000 foot view as far as to defeat the Broncos and secure the fifth seed. What would it take? Um, I'm not necessarily sure I know what would it take. If the, if the Chargers could play the way they played the last four weeks, they win. I'll tell you that much. Um, <clears throat> I I don't think it's going to be a Russell Wilson beat us game. Like, I, I think it's going to be, if we lose, we're going to give up whatever, 175, 200 yards rushing. And so I think that's going to be a big piece, in my opinion. The Chargers' pass defense has been legit all year. Like, I think they're holding opponents to, like, opposing quarterbacks the past month to, like, 120 yards per game passing net. Like, it's absurd how good they've looked. They're giving up no points in the past two games in the second half. Like they're they're that good. No third down conversions in the past two games in the second half. Like they're they've just been elite. I think they lose in the other categories. I think they lose if they lose on defense in terms of allowing rushes. And then if the offense again, we're going up against a good defense. If the offense can't score points. Um if the Chargers can play the way they've played the last month, they'll win. If the offense can click, I think they're good. Even like, but the thing is, Jake, even even if the Broncos ball out, right? Like, I think the Chargers are still better. It's about if the Chargers can play up to their level. And it's been that way all season. Now, earlier in the season, Chargers were decimated by injury, and so their level wasn't nearly as high as we would like it to be. But now, Joey Bosa no longer has food poisoning. Derwin James, in theory, should be back out there if the game matters. If it matters, yes. <clears throat> um, you're hearing rumblings about positive signs for Rashawn Slater, not necessarily for this game, but moving forward. What that means, who knows? So, to me, this ha- this is, I'm not saying this is a get-right game. The Chargers should just blow the doors off of them. But the, I think the Chargers should be focusing on those specific things. Obviously, they want to win, but win that way. Like this is one of those games where if they like if they lose and they end up getting that six seed, but like their rush defense was amazing and their offense they lose forty five forty four. Like I don't know if I would be okay with the loss, but like wow, okay, they gave up forty four yards rushing and allowed five hundred yards passing. Like that's an anomaly. Yeah. I mean, if you remember that first game, Dan, remember the Broncos jumped out to a 10 point lead. This was one of those games. I got a text from Jake. I got a text from Jake that game's over. (laughs) This is one of those games where the Chargers came back from their double digit deficits. They decided to do a couple times this year. But if you remember that game, Dan, I mean, obviously there's a couple of intricate pieces here that if this game ends up meaning something and these guys play that you didn't have the first time around, Keenan Allen did not play the first matchup against the Denver Broncos this year. Joey Bosa was not in there against the first matchup for the Denver Broncos this year. And as far as the defense goes, that after those 10 points were scored, they basically 
put the brakes on the Broncos offense the remainder of that game for the most part. Mm -hmm. So, and now, like we had said on our Monday podcast, this resurgence in this defense over the past month, when we're talking about guys like Michael Davis, Kenneth Murray, Jasir Taylor, Alohi Gilman, guys that are not household names for this defense that are playing well, when you can get them playing into a unit that has your headline players, now you've got something. So I'm like you, Dan. I, I think if the, the, the Chargers offense comes into the way that they they did, specifically if you have a mixture of a game plan the way you had it against Miami, because Denver still has guys, even with Bradley Chubb not there, that can get after the quarterback. You come into the to this game with a kind of a mixed plan the way you had with Miami and a little bit of the game plan that you had against the Rams and you mold that together. And again, if this game ultimately means something, you should be able to take care of business. Now, defensively, Dan, <clears throat> again, depending on what Russell Wilson we are going to see. I'm about to ask the question, obviously, what would you like to see from this defense in terms of whether it's key matchups or final stats or, you know, just in general, because the Chargers defense has been shutting people out in the second half. The last two games obviously yield zero points. to The Indianapolis Colts yield zero points to the Rams in the second half of their matchup. And obviously we're talking about two very different teams in comparison to the Denver Broncos, maybe in terms of talent and quarterback aspects. But Dan, real quick, before I want your response on this. Let's just recap real quick what the Denver Broncos went through from an organization standpoint before they played the Chiefs and just lost by three, mind you. So in Arrowhead, after Nathaniel Hackett was fired, new interim head coach Jerry Rosberg fired two coaches on his staff, benched his kick returner, switched offensive play callers, and activated a tight end who caught his first touchdown of the year. This was all within this time frame and took place last week. And the Denver Broncos only lost by three, 27 to 24 to the Kansas City Chiefs. So given that, and again, like I said, sometimes coaches firing, you know, you look at what has, has taken place over in Carolina with interim head coach Steve Wilkes and the job that he has done, almost getting his team to the playoffs. Sometimes it lights a fire underneath the rest of the coaches and the rest of the players. So, again, hopefully in this scenario, you don't want to see this happen at the Chargers' expense if this game ultimately ends up meaning something. But Denver's offense to the Chargers' defense, Dan, what are you looking at? Denver offense, Chargers' defense. Uh, I think this is going to be another linebacker game. I think you're going to see a linebacker safety performance where if they can stay steady, if Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray can stay steady, if Alohi Gilman can kind of continue to play the way he's playing, Zero Adderley can continue. Um, Kenneth Murray kind of had a, had a down week last week, just being honest. Um, so did Zero Adderley, in my opinion. If they can play solid and not give up those chunk plays, I think that's where the Chargers win or lose. If you see huge yak in this game, if you see huge missed tackles in this game, if you if you see those numbers high, I I worry. Um, but it, it's it's I don't, it's a weird feeling, Jake, because it's weird. I don't know how to feel about this game. Like I'm so used to being so stressed out, hoping to get a playoff berth. That like these last couple of weeks have been kind of 
anticlimactic is a wrong word, but the stress level and like the urgency as a person covering the team or as a fan, I feel like is not there. Like it's been the past several years. And so like, it's just, I don't know. Do you have, like, does that make sense to you? Am I talking on my ass? Like, does- no, I, I, I fully understand. Where I would say, again, to be concerned, because as somebody said during the uh, leading up to the Indianapolis Colts game, oh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, no problem. And thankfully for the Chargers, they didn't have to worry about the run game much because they jumped out to such an insurmountable lead. The defense mm-hmm. was creating turnovers in that game. But the Denver Broncos now, with Marlon Mack going on IR, currently have Latavius Murray and Chase Edmonds in their backfield as you're starting. No more Melvin Gordon. No more Melvin Gordon. I don't give a damn what age these guys are. I still wouldn't put it past the fact that the Chargers, who Hello, James Connor. went back to their old ways last week against the Los Angeles Rams, could still yield some chunk plays in terms of rushing yards in this game. So you do that. And again, Russell Wilson had two rushing touchdowns last week on top of his one passing that he threw while throwing for 222 yards. I think from a wide receiver standpoint, matchup, Dan, I think if you were to go into this with the same type of mentality that you went into with the Miami Dolphins, played a little bit more press coverage, Defensive backs against Jerry Judy and and, and Cortland, Cortland Sutton, I think that you can get them off the side and I think that you can take them away. And kind of as that translates to what you were mentioning, it's going to be a linebacker matchup. Everything's going to be right there in the middle. So what are you going to do to cover their tight ends? Isn't it kind of interesting? You say some of those numbers and we talk about like the resurgence of Russell Wilson and this Broncos offense. And, you know, Russ last week. Right. But I'm saying even last week, but like those numbers, you said 220 something yards, 222 yards, 26 to 38, one touchdown, one interception, and then four rushes for for 27 yards and two rushing. And that's a resurgence. Like that's a down week. That's a down week for the, for any of the good quarterbacks. Like it's just, it's one of the better games of Russell Wilson this season. (laughs) Yes. It's just interesting that that is like the banner banner game for him. And realistically, that would probably be like a low point for Justin Herbert this year. 222 yards. He probably doesn't, he hasn't done that much this season. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Jake, we can't go any further without talking about our good friends over at Athletic Greens. Now, the, today, I went off the cuff, Jake. Oh, yeah. Well, off the rails. Well, you, you didn't. Your, your wife kind of threw you a curveball a little she bit. She did. And I'm not sure. I haven't got a chance to ask her. But today's AG1 from Athletic Greens, you know, helping me with all my vitamins and minerals, helping me with my gut health. Uh, I've been doing it for the last couple months. Jake and I both have. Uh, instead of the water, three ice cubes, shake it up. She actually put pineapple juice. Mix it in there with the AG1, shake it up. I don't know the ice cube ratio yet. I'll have to get back to you on that. But it was a nice little plot twist. I liked it. Sounds good. I'm sure that was a nice surprise. Um, well, as Dan said, you know, we have been, we've both been taking AG1 now for about the past, excuse me, two months. Um, I'm very much into keeping track of my health, obviously pushing 40. I've uh, always enjoyed going to the gym for the past 20 years. But as I have said continuously on this show, my diet still to this day has never, ever, ever been the best. Um, what do you have for lunch today? Chipotle. <laughs> and it's not a joke. 
I'm hungry. That's, that's not a joke. I'm 100% serious. Now, at least, you know, maybe some people would put Chipotle on the healthier side of fast food. It as, depends on how you order it. As I would, you know, I do I like cheese? Yeah. Who the hell doesn't? I mean, for crying out loud, it's yes, I doused the cheese on there. Yes, I do the mild salsa. Yes, I did a chicken bowl. Who cares? It was you delicious. Do double, chicken? double chicken? No, I no, I didn't do double chicken. I didn't do double chicken, so maybe I, I robbed myself of a little bit of extra protein there. But just in general, yes, in a nutshell, my diet has never been the best, and I definitely slack on getting the essential vitamins, minerals, and nutritions uh, that I need. So um, definitely from a consumer standpoint, from my experience, AG1 has been great in terms of getting all of these vital uh, nutritions that you need, especially when it comes to improving your overall gut health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens right now is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go and visit athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Jake, I'm going to completely take this off the rails for a second. Um, sidebar story about Chipotle. Uh, my wife was telling me a story when she went in Chipotle once and there was a person in front of her ordering a bowl. And I forget what all the other stuff was in terms of the meats and the proteins and the veggies and rice. They get to the toppings part and they ask for salsa they ask for mild, medium, whatever. I think it's a sour cream. They ask for sour cream. The person asked for more sour cream. They put another doll of sour cream. <clears throat> the person asked for more sour cream. And then more sour cream. Um, we're talking like six, seven, eight ladles of sour cream on their Chipotle bowl. And Kristen called my, my wife, Kristen, she called me mortified. And it basically was chicken swimming in a bathtub of sour cream. At some point, there's too much, right? Like, there's too much of something. Like, for you, at some point, there's too much cheese, right? No, there's never enough cheese. No, cheese, cheese is an exception in that circumstance. Never enough cheese. But I can understand this. I mean, Ugh, and, so I'm, and I'm, going to I'm going to assume that they weren't, like, jipping this person on the sour cream, which was then causing them to they ask to put on more. They were, they were normal. normal. Okay. You know, I love sour cream as much as the next person, but... That's soup. Yeah. Would you like chicken with your sour cream? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's so gross. Literally, my wife called me just mortified. She's like, I need to t I need to share with you what I just witnessed because it was so bad. It was so bad. It's like a horror film. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Uh, Jake, so predictions. Okay. Let's go both ways. Let's say the game. Let's say the game matters. Let's say the game matters. So Baltimore wins somehow. Chargers play. Final score prediction. <clears throat> Tell me what. Why don't you go ahead and, and come back to me? My the the problem I have with this is it's a division game, and these games are never blowouts. And so if the Chargers have to play, I think it's gonna go four quarters. I don't think it'll be a blowout. It gets decided in the last ten minutes. I think the Chargers win it, but it's, there's a lot of risks there. You know, it's not going to be an easy one. Yep. Put it that way. So yep. if they have to play, I think Chargers win 24, 24 to 20. 
See, I have it close like you. I was going to go a little bit lower. Mine was going to be 20 to 17. I still think it's going to be, again, divisional game standpoint. Um, I think Denver's defense will keep it close. But I also think that the resurgence from this Chargers team, both offensively and defensively with the resurgence of Keenan Allen and Joey Bosa, is going to be enough to put the Denver Broncos away if this game ultimately ends up meaning something and you have to play them. So I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I definitely think the trends that you've seen lately of the Chargers' defense playing the way that they have, keeping their opponents under at 17 points or less over the last four weeks will continue. Um, and I think that you'll see just enough to be done. Again, four quarters of football. Hopefully you see another third-quarter touchdown take place. Obviously, let's keep that trend going. Um, but if I it think if when it doesn't it, matter if it doesn't matter, I think when it comes down to it, if the chargers have to play their starters, that Brandon Staley will have his guys prepared and they will know what's at stake. So you have a win 2017 if they have to play. Yes. Okay. Let's say they don't play or they don't have to play. <laughs> let's say, let's say yeah. the game does not matter in terms of a final score prediction in terms of a final score and outcome. You know, I joked around with you on this before we even started this show that if it comes down to that, why don't you throw Easton Stick out there? Honestly, I, I'd like to see everybody talk up Easton Stick. You know, we had a couple of these conversations in the preseason. Let's just see what you can do. The unfortunate part about that is if the starters don't play, you're literally going to be playing with the twos and the threes of the offensive line behind you. So what's that going to look like against the starters of the Denver Broncos? I don't know. So it's probably going to be a very <clears throat> dramatic shift in score for obvious reasons, Dan. Um, so if the Chargers don't play their starters, uh, or play you know, like a series or two, or yeah, whatever, then I would advise, you know, maybe you as a viewer, go out and grab yourself some lunch. Maybe you don't want to look at the final score because it could be a lopsided affair to where I could see the Denver Broncos winning like 27-10. Mm. I, see, I don't even think that, even if they lose, I don't think they lose by a lot. But... <laughs> Like I'm, I'm talking. I want to see, I want to see Easton Stick. I want to see Storm Norton out there the entire game. I want to see Foster Sorrell out there the entire game. I would love to see all the folks that are on the practice squad. I'd love to see some Michael Bandy out there. Let's see some JT Woods out there. Like just throw them all out there. Like let them get their reps. They need reps. How about this, Dan? How about this? I don't, I don't even want to see Dicker the kicker out there. Well, like, no, I just, I just, I just, thought, I, I just thought about this for a second. Just a random thought, because especially when we were, we, we heard after the Miami game that Joe Reed was essentially being the Tyreek Hill in the scouting. Joe Reed. Yeah. Yes, please. If this game does not mean anything, I want him. Wide I, would, two. I would love to see him activated for this game. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Dude. Go off, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ah, oh, that would be great. Honestly, it would be such a great like Chargers Bolt fam block party. Just watching four stringers go to town, like that'd be my dream. That's like a dream week eighteen for me. It's sitting back, the whole team sitting back. You know, you got Justin Herbert somewhere booing, saying we should be booing, we should be booing, we should be playing. That's my dream. So hopefully, <laughs> dreams can come true this Sunday. Uh, Jake went a little long today. Um, anything else you want to tell the great friends? of Chargers Unleashed and LAFB family as we head into week 18, which is crazy. We're already in week 18. Like, that's flown by. It's crazy that we're in week 18, but 
it's crazy that we're doing a podcast beyond week eight, week 18 for the first time on this show. That's, That's true. What's it, really it, this is not the last episode. <laughs> Correct. So normally we would probably be talking about Black Monday, mm-hmm. talking about who's going to get fired. And for everybody who's looking to see Joe Lombardi and Brandon Staley not be in their positions with the Chargers this season, um, at least with Brandon Staley, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but he'll probably still be remaining. So probably. all of these Sean Payton talk and everything like that pretty much goes out the window. Joe Lombardi, I don't think he's out of the woods yet, but let's see what happens come playoff time. Again, I still have voice that I have my own criticism about him, and that's it's not going away soon until something changes. But yeah, Dan, just in general, we're going to be talking playoff football and to all of maybe a little bit of my dismay that, yeah, we're not talking about draft prospects either. That comes later. It's exciting. And uh, to kind of cap it off, Jake, we have a tremendous, for folks who are still listening, you've listened in for a good point because we have a tremendous guest joining us tomorrow to talk about said week 18 and said playoffs. Uh, Not going to spoil it. Don't even give a clue. Okay, no clue. Uh, For Jake Hefner, you can find him forward hat today and his full belly from Chipotle at Jake D. Hefner. Damn right. Myself, look a little haggard today, not gonna lie, at Dan W. Sports. Uh, Guys, gals, thank you so much for tuning into Chargers Unleashed. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the next Chargers Unleashed.